Yes, yes, y'all. You are now listening to the sound of the shofar blowing. The shofar is a ram's horn that is blown to inspire the people to do their thing. And the shofar is also blown to coronate a king or a queen. And today the shofar is being blown to call us to have more happiness and bliss in our life, to allow that to happen. Uh, this is Faux Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Shofar, from Faux Show Energy Work. And today my, my esteemed guest is uh, Jay Honors English. Uh, he's a spiritual coach, uh, coach uh, meditation instructor, and then also an energy healer. And uh, so I've been following the brother on Instagram for a little bit here and just been seeing him up to some really dope things and really helping the family and people out there out. And so I definitely wanted to reach out to him and get him on the show. So let's go ahead and bring uh, bring the brother on, Honors. Uh, brother Honors, are you out there? Peace. How you doing, brother? Yes. Thank you for the introduction and greetings to everybody listening. Peace, man. Peace, bro. Hey, man, definitely an honor. Uh, no pun intended. Definitely an honor to have you mm-hmm. on the show, bro. <laughs> Word. Had to Word. Be, 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 be one corny joke out there. Had to get it out there. Um, but, yeah, Sorry. man, thank you for coming on. Word. Thank you for having me. And um, I've definitely been uh, following you on Instagram as well and seeing the good stuff that you're doing. So I'm glad to be here. Glad to share the experience of people that are making things happen. Very cool, man. That's what it's all about. They're like, as an industry, you know, this the energy work. And I remember one time watching on C-SPAN, it was a thing about, uh, what was it, uh, commercial drones. And you had, a, you had a whole panel of people that were doing drones and they were sharing the software and everything and building that industry up. So I feel like with the energy healing, uh, th- those of us that are already doing, we're kind of early to the party. Let's go ahead and jump okay. into it, man, because we only have a half an hour. Um, what exactly is orgasmic living? Um, so orgasmic living is sort of a concept that I came up with because I, I studied sacred sexuality for a while, and I kind of saw a hole in how people were doing things. So a lot of people were focused on sexual exploration or people were focused on just, like, giving people interesting experiences. But I wanted to basically give people opportunity to have a frequency that they could hold on to as a way of life. And I had that experience by going into doing certain purification um, rituals and meditations and and energy work and that sort of stuff. So I was able to kind of reach this space where you can kind of experience life in an orgasmic way, but it's not dependent on any external cause, right? And and to me, that's a type of uh, sort of liberation. Um, So I kind of think about it as like a, uh, liberating your sexuality from your body in many ways, which is powerful because so much of our issues are related to people abusing each other's bodies. Objectification, you know, whether it be molestation or whether it be, you know, people pressuring people into doing things or manipulating them via their body. If you could get access to that experience or even an experience that may even be more expensive than that without needing to necessarily use people's private parts, then that itself is a type of liberation that that I wanted to offer to people and bring to people. And definitely, you know, using energy has a different way of allowing people to experience orgasm that um, can can be really different. I mean, people can go into orgasm states for, you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and in, in a physical way, you don't really have that experience, you know, and, and also you can do that in, in long distance, you know what I'm saying, so people can have mm-hmm. orgasmic connections while they're in different countries or different cities, 
and you know that speaks to the oneness of sexual energy and the oneness of everybody just in general and so to me that takes it to another level and it speaks to the light and the healing power the the enlightenment aspect the balancing aspect of sexuality very good very powerful so let me get this straight beyond time and space beyond our genitals and them connecting with each other human beings we can have an orgasmic state Exactly. Exactly. And we can live in that state. Exactly. See, because see, to me, the way I see it, it's not us as much as the source is in that state already. And so when we connect to the part of us that is at that level, then source is always in the state of reproduction. It's always in the state of 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 connectivity. So the same way we can feel each other's hearts from a long distance is the same way that we can experience each other in terms of sexual energy from a long distance or the same way we can intuit, you know, something beyond time and space. All of the rules really apply. It's kind of like an if-then scenario. If it's true that there's oneness, then all of these things really apply. I love it. I love it. Uh, Definitely the the, the case of uh, uh, self-sourcing, you know, knowing that, like you say, ultimately we all are connected to that self-same source. And when you go deep enough, no matter – I think we can, this, my lady, she calls it access points. So there's all these different ways that we can access source. You know, there's not, I think Osho said the pathless path, right? But um, right. when we go deep enough within and get back, you go deep enough, you, what you end up coming to is source, which is, like you say, in the process of expanding, it is orgasmic. So I love it, man. Now, for some people, because we have all different levels of, of uh, you know, listeners, uh, you know, out there, I want to talk a little bit now on this on, on so some people might be all right sign me up like so what are some of the practices <laughs> what, what what are some of the ways that you know somebody can start to come into this what, what are some of the things that you use to to get there sure um so I always recommend that people start with themselves because orgasmic living is something that's ultimately about liberation of the sexual energy there's a lot that you can do with other people there's a lot that you can do you know that's you know, really mystical and out there, but I recommend people start with themselves and they start with um, meditations that involve using your sexual energy, self-study that involves clearing, like programming that will block you from the experience of sexuality or or, or orgasmic experience, um, as well as uh, changing the way people self-pleasure even so that they self-pleasure in such a way that it's a laboratory for you to actually experience yourself orgasmically rather than just like a stress relief or something that you do in a doctor's or shame of and that sort of thing. Um, so mm-hmm. the, I really start kind of like how yoga is a process that's very mystical, but it starts by using your body, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then it goes to these more subtle layers of, of, of you know, like breath and then consciousness uh, and the orgasmic uh, living that kind of take the same approach. It's starting with what we know, it's obvious and then moving more subtly to where eventually you can get into the fact that you can use energy projection or you can do things with your voice and they can help to send that energy out and you can induce people to, or or I want to say induce, but um, influence people in such a way that it will allow them to experience their orgasm self as well. All that's there, but it's a process. So I have like a class um, called Keystore Orgasmic Living. It's an online class. And in that class, we kind of break it down discipline by discipline, and it's broken down week by week. And one of the important things that we get into is called de-armoring. Um, 
which, you know, is something that people can do for their whole body, but particularly important for the for the genital area for, you know, getting in there with really like a deep sort of massage type of thing that um, allows for old experiences to be cleared, that word there, those shutting down that energy, kind of blocking off the grid, as well as depending on if you use projection, potentially adding even new flow and new energy to that space. So um, that can be really powerful uh, for opening people up who otherwise were not opened up or it would take a really long time for them just doing like ordinary energy work that kind of works on the whole body. But, you know, really you need to kind of zero in and, and do some clearing work in that space. Love it. Powerful. I know on your page I had, uh, you know, in doing the study for the um, for the, the episode here, one of the things you said that is uh, to clean our consciousness um, slash nervous system, uh, you know, the chakras and everything. Can you speak a little bit on that? Because you, you talked a little bit on the physical body right there. So what are some of yes. what, what are the, you know, cleaning the, what does it mean to clean the consciousness and the nervous system? Yeah, so that that is a little bit more complicated of discussion um, in terms of the chakras. Definitely, I'm a person that kind of works with it and sees this from a Kundalini perspective. So even though I talk chakra by chakra, you know, they're all one system in the end. Particularly for sexual energy, though, you find that the heart, the heart chakra is super important. Without the heart chakra open, people can't really feel themselves or their mm-hmm. environment around them. And also, a lot of times, that throat chakra is important for the energy to cycle back around. So getting people to open up their voice, say how they feel in regular life and in, in, in whatever context, and then also allowing them to get in touch with their feeling center. Aside from the sacral, those two, I would say, are the most important when a person is starting out, right, working on that throat, working on their heart, and working on that sacral. From there, of course, once that energy reaches the crown, you know, you can get to a lot of fireworks and stuff can be amazing. But early on, it's kind of tough for a person to jump straight to that unless they have somebody with them that, you know, can guide them in that direction. So th- those are the three chakras I would say to focus on. And in general, in our society, our society pushes us into the masculine. So whether they're men or women, mostly we're more on the fire side of things, more on the control side of things, and we have to balance that mm-hmm. out. So a lot of the sexual and sensual energy, both for men and women, has to do what's happening to your feminine because the feminine energy is more internal and it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. When you tap into that, the thing that happens is you are, it's no longer that you're like trying to get to an orgasmic, orgasmic experience. It's more so that you're falling into and dissolving into the, the blissfulness and the orgasmicness that's already there. And that is what allows you to kind of like fall into an ocean rather than trying to climb the mountain. You know, so it's kind of <laughs> yeah, a like different the, Like the salmon uh, uh, honors, uh, you know, the, um, the salmon going against the, uh, the, you know, when they spawn in, they go up against, they go up against the uh, current, you know, flipping yeah. and stuff, trying to go up against the current, you know, and and then you know, got grizzly bears and stuff trying to eat them and shit. Or you could just go the other way and flow with it, and like you said, go into the ocean, much easier. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, so, then, yeah. and then from there, you'll you'll find in the ocean there's stuff that 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 wasn't even in that current, you know, mm. while you were fighting so hard to get get up the current, and that, and that's one of the things that's difficult a lot of times for people to understand is that um, we take our masculine approach to a lot of things and and the masculine has done amazing things to, you know, like build and technology and definitely that energy is should be credited with what it's done, but it's also done a lot of dark things. And 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 at the end of the day, regardless of the light and the dark, it's limited in its ability to give us a whole experience. So a lot of what men do is because they're disconnected from their their feminine, 
then they go to women and they try to essentially control women to get access to their feminists. Mm. And this is how we get a lot of the, you know, uh, controlling, possessive man that wants to kind of get with a woman but wants to kind of sort of strangle her and make it so that you're just only mine. And orgasmic living is the opposite of that. It's more so like allow everybody to be liberated. Not that people can't like have contracts or have relationships, but it's not that you possess them, not that you own them, because everybody has their own ability to experience and enjoy life, and you should want that for everybody naturally. That's a that's a loving way. You know, I mean, there's no reason for you to try to strangle that from anybody in fear that they would leave you. Because everybody is right. everybody's there, everybody can connect. Everybody's connected to the source. There's no reason for you to be in fear that you won't be able to have a connection to something beautiful. I say I can I can totally see probably as as consciousness is going through its cycles or whatever, and we went through the dark side and we're we're going back into light. I think there was a time when the, the the masculine energy we we saw the feminine still doing its thing and and enjoying and 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 it's like gotta gotta have that. It's gotta be mine. Gotta put a fence around it. Gotta Gotta put a ring yeah. around it, you know, and yeah. So I totally get it. Exactly, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of that residue still in the way that we kind of inherit our ideas, our template for how relationships should be, and um, mm. that's just based on people who I think had didn't have a lot of inner technology. You know, they were going through a lot of struggle in the past, whether it be you know people in the in the Middle Ages or you know, people during slavery time or there are various times where people really didn't have access to the type of stuff they kind of have now. And, you know, they had to make it work in terms of how to make relationships uh, function. But we have, you know, opportunity to not live in survival now. You know, and so definitely what I'm about is let's figure out how to live at the optimum, you know, um, and experience our inner welfare and inner joy. You know what I'm saying? I, I love it. I, I uh, saw that you had said, you know, changing our, our life axis from joy to pain, uh, from from joy to pain to happiness and uh, peace. So I remember reading uh, yeah. Raul Nefer Amin in the Medunati or Medunetter, um, however you say it, uh, and he he said that you know most of us go from joy to pain, and uh, yes. he's like happiness is learning to go from joy to peace. Can you speak exactly. a little bit on right. that because that's I believe that's part of what this whole orgasmic living thing is, is to change, like you said, uh, to change that axis. So can you can you speak a little bit on that? Yeah, that, that statement that I made was definitely influenced by Ron Neff. I mean, and, and, and what I'm trying to say with that, because that's one of the things that, um, you know, it's really about a stability. It's a stability question. Uh, in other words, mm. people have peaks of experience, but then they go back to their everyday life. And that's not mm. what we're seeking. Orgasmic living is not about seeking a high. That's not the point. Mm. It's easy to get highs, mm. actually. Mm. It's much more mm. about changing the low so that the low mm. becomes what once was your high. And so that it's sta- stabilizing at a high is the question. And once you can stabilize at a high, then you can say it's orgasmic living. It's not this thing that you're, like, trying to have this experience. You're like, oh, my God, I had this mind blown. Or that's just, you know, that's the stuff that comes along the way. But it's more like your foundation has to be peace. And if that foundation of peace is there, then the other things can't build on top of it. But because the peace is there, we know energy comes and goes. So you can't you can't be in a climactic state all the time. And when you're not in that state, right. you're good because you're at peace, and your body needs to rest, and your nervous system needs to rest anyway. So that's also blissful, right? So there's no, you know, flip side of pain. Like when you're in a bliss state, really there's no pain in your body. But even if you come partially out of the bliss state and there is pain in your body, 
if it's almost like a, you know, a cloud in the midst of space. It's like, oh, this little pain. But even still, space is blissful. The space is blissful. So it's small in comparison to your whole being that's there. So it's almost like, you know, even in, in you know, like a sun shower or something. Like I see the, 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 the light shines through even when we have challenges in life or even if we have unfortunate circumstances. So it's always peace and pleasure that we fluctuate. If 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 you're doing it properly, you know, um, you 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 won't really go into the suffering aspect, which is the complaining about pain and drawing it out by the mind, and you know, making yourself suffer and having this negative self-talk and you know, um, problematic stories that we tell ourselves that that create the, uh, you know, that that create and reinforce the pain body, and and create and reinforce a negative manifestation. <laughs> Makes sense, bro. Makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I like to say that uh, uh, peace is pleasure that is still. Pleasure is peace in motion. Um, or, you know, so it, it's uh, they're playing off of each other, but, you know, it's like that parasympathetic and sympathetic thing. And, and rather than, like you say, going into a place of pain, man, it's like bring ourselves back to a peace. So when, in other words, and when life is good, enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Soak yeah, it up. That's fully. the joy. And then, fully. And then when right. so fully, full, balls to the wall, you know, enjoy that. Right. But but when life has challenges, because it will, be able to mm-hmm. be in a state of peace, and that's exactly. and we we will find that our 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 health, our relationships, our ability to manifest, all of that will be less impacted by when we allow ourselves to go back to that pain or anger, mm-hmm. frustration, all those different you know quote unquote negative emotions. Um, very powerful right. stuff, honest. Very powerful, bro. Um. Let's talk a little because you 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 you've uh, you're familiar with Ron that for me. So let's talk a little bit about how orgasmic living can help us bring on bring about you know go through the tree of life a little bit and bring on the other gifts of uh, okay. consciousness. Okay, sure, sure, sure. That's an interesting question. I actually haven't gotten that question before. Um, orgasmic living is to me kind of like following a heru sort of route um, mm. up the tree, which is. Um, you know, ordinarily, it's kind of the tree is the way he kind of talks about it. It's kind of from a Heru sort of perspective, it's like a willpower thing. You know, and this is not so much about willpower as much as it's about learning how to surrender to the flow. You know, um, and 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 in doing that, um, the power orgasmic living comes from the power of your being. It's not that you're creating it; it's that you're allowing yourself. So that's like the second, I believe, uh, layer. Mm-hmm. Right, where you learn how to tap into your own power, learn how to tap into your own energy. So then from there, you're tapping into the energy of everything, right? And that mm. orgasmic energy is the beginning of creation. Whether if we go to comedic mythology and they say, like, uh, the, the, I think it might be Memphite theology or, or one of them where they say, where the, the deity in the beginning is like, you know, through self pleasure, I created the universe. You know, I create, mm. I self pleasure and created. And created all of this, you know what I'm saying? And so that in and of itself is a unique perspective on what divinity is, what self-pleasure is, and how it's tied to sexuality, right? It's very different than, you know, what we get in, in Christianity um, from, a, from mm-hmm. a perspective. But also, when, when, we're, when we think about birth, it's like orgasm is part of creation itself. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it, like the mm-hmm. first thing is, and, and there's a reason for that, because mm-hmm. when you are flooded with that energy, your ability to manifest is way higher. When you're flooded with that energy, you're in a state of oneness at that moment. So it, it can thrust you into that space 
And it's almost like nature's way of giving you a glimpse of what the enlightenment state is, but just periodically. Mm. It's like a, a brief shot of it, you know? And then you come on mm-hmm. back down unless you actually know the technology to, to, to maintain up there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so by, by giving people opportunity to build upwards through that path, um, to me it's like a – it's sort of like a way of sexual self-realization is the way I, I think about it, mm-hmm. uh, where you realize mm-hmm. yourself through the path of understanding um, and dissolving the duality that is sexuality. And it becomes just like you become more like a person that's like a cosmic sexual. Like I'm, I experience my relationship to the cosmos as, uh, you know, I can go outside and just be in the wind and that just be orgasmic or just go outside and walk on the ground or drink some water or, you know, just open a door. Like it doesn't matter. The whole thing becomes this joy. The whole thing becomes this peace, which, you know, when, when he talks about the amen layers, like the purpose of life is the, the enjoyment of life. Right, you know, mm-hmm. so um, and 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 the other part of that is the open heart, you know, and um, in mm-hmm. order for the sexual energy to really get anywhere, the heart has to be open. So that my faculty has to be online. You have to, you can't, have, your your heart has to be light to a certain extent. Otherwise, the energy really won't circulate. Right. So so those are a couple ways that I think it ties in. Oh. Said perfectly, man. Said 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 perfectly, bro. Uh, you know the the head of root faculty. You know, like you're saying, and other cultures call it Venus or Oshun. So, uh, you know, right. whatever that that energy that, that the energy that is in each and every human being, uh, we can tap into that and and like you say, balancing it. So, uh, very powerful. Uh, let's talk a little bit. I know you had mentioned earlier uh, about. Uh, you know, people who didn't have the, and I love that you used the term technology the first time that I, when I was introduced to this, uh, you know, and uh, the brother that uh, that introduced me to it was like, he called it a technology. And I was like, yeah, technology. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like that's a, it's like iPhones, man. We, we talk about technology. But it, right. it really kind of flipped the script for me. But he was like, no, it's technology for human beings so that we can become more advanced. I'm like, wow, okay. So, but let's exactly. go back a little bit about those of us who didn't, you know, like we, we've come through that Kali Yuga, we've come through that little dark age, and we're coming out of it now. Right. But there were human beings, you know, our ancestors that did not have access to these things. So let's, I know you, you, you talk some about healing intergenerational inter, uh, trauma. Let's go a little yes. bit into that. Um, so... This is actually a pretty heavy subject. Um, and the thing about that, as it relates to orgasmic living and just healing inspirational trauma in general, is that, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll give you an example of how all this ties together. Um, I have a, a, a brother that I, that I work with who uh, he, uh, he has a grandfather. And his grandfather kind of had um, pulled him to the side one day when he had a, uh, a young lady that he was dating and was kind of like, you know, where's the other girl that, you know? And he was like, I'm just trying to see this one lady. And he was like, nah, man, you want us, you see. You know, you, oh. you, need, you, need, to, you need to stop playing and, 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 and realize that you, uh, you know, you, you want us and you're not going to settle down with one woman. That's just not, that's not how we do, right? And, Damn. Um, this speaks to, right, a couple of things. One is just the fact that the question of have men, to the extent that they've um, managed that, that sexual energy, it's to the extent that they are actually consciously or unconsciously creating. That's one thing, right? Um, and so we see a lot of that where, well, gram- Grandpa had a whole other family on the side sort of thing, you know. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. there, there, there's plenty of that in our, in our communities, and then that reflects in how the young people grow up and they're, they're wild, and it's because mm. they, haven't, they don't have the technology for how to manage their sexual energy. 
and that has a lot of cascading mm-hmm. negative effects, right? But then mm-hmm. the other side of that, though, is that, you know, the brother was like, man, I'm struggling with my energy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm struggling with whether or not, you know, I should be in a monogamous relationship or a poly or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He was struggling with that because the, the kind of software mm-hmm. that he got was basically like uh, we cannot commit. And, it's, you know, and, and that, that discussion um, is an important discussion in my mind um, because it's less about, you know, poly or monogamy or whatever. People can choose whatever formation or, you know, stable or unstable, whatever um, I want to say combination of uh, people they want to, to have a, a unit, right? That, mm-hmm. that, that's not so important. What is important, though, is is this person in a committed lifestyle or not committed lifestyle? And the reason why I say that is because mm-hmm. sexual energy itself is something that um, is not naturally, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a real issue. Like when I see people that only deal with sexual energy, they only, like they don't do anything else. They just, you know, adapt mm-hmm. with sexual energy. And that's it. It's very difficult because it's like a water. And it's very difficult for you to be stable if you only don't have sexual <laughs> energy. So you have to stabilize yourself with other energies. Um, and people don't do that. And people who live a sexually focused lifestyle, a lot of times it's very difficult for them to find a center because they're so involved in that. And it's like pleasure is a, sort of a rabbit hole in a sense that more pleasure can make you unbalanced. A lack of pleasure mm-hmm. can make you feel unbalanced. And it's like where do you start and stop once you're involved? Like when you're in, once you're in the candy store, how do you find balance, you know? <laughs> Um, you know what I'm saying? That sort of thing. Right. So, so the, the whole thing about the intergenerational piece is we inherit to what extent our parents either or, or grandparents either failed to or did advance that center. And for the most part, mm-hmm. there's been no work on that center for centuries, right, for centuries. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so it's tough. It's actually, it's actually as, as it relates to orgasmic living, it's tough. I mean, there's other issues, of course, like, you know, finance and, you know, intellect and all, there's all sorts of things that we deal with intergenerationally. But as it relates to sexuality, particularly it's tough. There's a lot of pain, you know, that we've mm-hmm. inherited from, you know, when we look at stuff like the Surviving R. Kelly piece, right? And and, and mm-hmm. Surviving R. Kelly mm-hmm. is, is not so much, I'm not so much saying that to, to isolate him and definitely the stuff he did is wild as fuck, but I'm saying at another level, <laughs> like there's stuff like that happening in our communities all the time and people turn a blind eye to it. And so that's, those right. are things that, that that are on the dark side that we inherit. And it's kind of like, what do we do with that, right? And so to me, it's like the healing process of all of that um, in the end forces you to face your shame, forces you to face your guilt, forces you to deal with blame, forces you to deal with all those things need to be cleared for you to have to get into a state of orgasmic living. Like, you, like the, it doesn't work like that. You can't just be holding on to all that pain, holding on to all those shadows, and actually be living in the light. It just doesn't work like that energetically. So to me, it's like in order for you to get to this space, you got to go process all that. And so that's that in and of itself, not only does it heal you, but it heals the people, the ancestors coming through you afterwards. You know, now they're coming into a space that actually is free of all of that, um, you know, that shame, that guilt, that blame, pain, all that stuff. Love it. Love it. Powerful, man. Uh, uh, definitely uh, well weaved together there as far as, uh, you know, explaining, you know, why why that's important. And, and like you were saying with the water element, man, it's like uh, you have to have the banks of the, uh, the, the banks of the, you know, the earth, you know, the, the pebbles and the boulders or whatever to, to make the creek or river to give it some exactly. direction or whatever as well. Exactly. So, exactly. I love that, I love that metaphor. Exactly. Yeah, because... 
Because the thing is, people will be like a lot of people, you know, that that, that I see in the in the in the world of interested in sexuality. A lot of times, they are hypersexual people, and they mm. are in it, but they're in it and they're dealing with both their light and their dark. In it, they may genuinely be in it for healing and exploration and that sort of stuff, but they also they really can't focus on that enough. You know what I'm saying? So that is what huh. it is, and and. I'm just saying, right? And this is one of the things that I noticed. Like I even had a hesitation initially of dealing with um, teaching sexuality because at one level it's like, man, there's so many, even the people who are who are in it sometimes are, are, are need healing in different ways. I mean, and that's the case in everything, but even more so, right, in this world. But, but what I have come to kind of realize is that, man, we need people who actually are balanced and are trying to teach it in the name of bringing it to the light more so than just, you know, making people into pleasure buttons. You know, mm. um, and, and so that's one I of the reasons why I why I do it because it, it's 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 um you know there's been a number of scandals oh yeah in the last <laughs> men, last you know a couple of months that have that have brought the uh you know the the tantra sacred sexuality sort of world and and it reveals you know kind of points to what I'm talking about just a lot of the you know control stuff and uh, the abuse stuff that that's going down in the name of whatever human art people are are talking about. I, me too, Tantra too, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's right, uh, unfortunate, right. but, you know, and as this grows, uh, honors, you know, we will see that, but, you know, I, I, I feel that you, you, you're, you're one of the ones out here that's doing the, the good work, man. And I definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you too, man. I love, I love to see you. And I think, uh, I'm I'm not sure, but I think it's your mate or it's somebody that I see usually that y'all kind of comment together. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, and I just, I like to see people who, are doing this because they get a joy from doing it and because they get a joy mm-hmm. from helping people. You know, a lot of people have, you know, ulterior motives, and that is what it is. It's not that, that that's evil or anything, but it's just everybody has their own approach to doing things. And, you know, for me, I always look at it like, you know, I'm a person that's a visitor in the sexual world. I consider myself a visitor. I consider mm-hmm. myself a person that's fundamentally centered in meditation you know, the energy healing and that sort of stuff. And, and and it's from that space that I come into the world of sacred sexuality in an attempt to build a bridge, you know, um that's that's like healthy. That. Uh-huh. So that so that's that's my intention, you know. So, you know, there are some people who, you know, they may come to a space that I'm in and think like, oh, this is about to be an orgy and it's like it's absolutely not about to be <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, oh, you know yeah. not that not that not that that's evil or whatever. People can do what they do. But but, you know, right. The focus is on, you know, people getting to a new level of experience that maybe they didn't even think was possible with their sexual energy, you know. Um, and 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 a lot of times people, you know, will come away. I've had people come away like, man, I just witnessed thirty, forty orgasms this weekend. This was crazy, right? But nobody was inserting anything into anybody else, you know. And and it's, right. it's in that space that I think people discover um, the power of sexual energy um, rather than kind of just, you know, fulfilling their fantasies or whatever. I love it. I love it. And that, that ultimately is going to be so expansive to humanity and uh, our consciousness and help us to evolve, bro. Uh, you know, we, you know, we, the, the time is actually up on this. So I always like to give some space for you to tell, tell people about roots to the sky, you know, the other stuff that you have going on your workshops and also how they can reach you. Sure. Thank you. Um, so we got, we got a roots to the sky retreat coming up this weekend in Tampa um, and then we have a series of sacred sexuality retreats uh, following that. Um, and you can go to my site, honorsyoga.com, to find any details. Um, we have uh, the sacred sexuality tours going to Savannah 
and Atlanta and Detroit, and I think Charlotte after that. And we have a number of good things coming up this year, energy healing certification I'm doing. Um, I have a soul care to retreat um, with my sister Omi. We'll be doing uh, six countries in seven days um, in the Caribbean. Wow. Um, so that's going to that's gonna be amazing. And just, you know, bringing new, fresh ideas, doing a dark room too. So we're going to be doing a dark room, um, which is a whole other type of experience getting into that, generating your own inner DMT and all that stuff, um, opening up the third eye. You know, just expanding at every level and every layer. I try to try to bring spirit, um, the maximum experience to every layer that I can, helping us to evolve. That's what it's about. So, love it. So powerful stuff, yeah. bro. Thank powerful you, thank you, thank world. you. So yeah. Oh, you're welcome, man. And, and yes, uh, the, the woman that you were referring to—that's my lady, man. And I, you know, uh, so okay. I, I appreciate you you saying that. With her, you know, definitely appreciate you. Just keep doing the the work that you're doing, and I know. There's so many people out there who will benefit the ripple effects through time and space. Uh, you know, it'll be people that we will we, we will never even meet that will, uh, yeah. you know, be benefited from the work that you're doing now. So keep fighting the good, not not even fighting the fight. Keep loving the good love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I love it. I love the flip. And thank you for having me on <laughs> and uh, introducing me to new people, whoever's listening. So I love. Thank you for your time. For sure. And family, we, we as uh, Honest just said, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Thank you for uh, tuning in. And, you know, again, this is Faux Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Shofar, from Faux Show Energy Work. Y'all keep shining, keep climbing. Peace. Peace.